In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workout Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Cameron. And we are back for this week's Dear DST and Non-Scale Win episodes. I'm going to start by reading the audience non-scale win. Hi, Sammy, Aileen, and Cameron. <laughs> First off, I absolutely love the podcast. Everything you two discuss is so relatable, and I love listening to, to new episodes on my walks. My non-scale win is workout related. I recently started exercising without tracking my workouts on my Apple Watch, and it has been so freeing. I would obsess over the amount of exercise minutes that I was earning and felt like if I didn't track it on my watch, then it didn't count. I know that feeling. On top of that, I would constantly be checking my watch during my workouts, which ultimately kept me from fully participating in my exercise. I didn't even do anything with the data from my watch, and who even knows how accurate it is? Without the unnecessary pressure of tracking my workouts, I feel like I make much more intuitive choices about when, where, and how I exercise, which has led me to enjoy it that much more. Sincerely, Apple Watch who, bitch? <laughs> I fucking love this because I am on a fuck the Apple Watch tirade. Like I am so anti-Apple Watch. So this makes me really happy. Did you ever have one? No. uh, Sorry. I had one. I never actually used it though. Uh But I, when I was health coaching a few, I didn't realize that there was this whole like Apple Watch obsession that's happening in today's world. Yeah. And two of my clients were like in their early 20s and they were saying how obsessed they are with closing their rings. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then my eyes were opened to this entire thing. Like I started speaking with sororities and they were all bringing it up. And I just need to say that no one fucking cares if your rings are closed. Like no one gives a shit if you hit 10,000 steps no one gives a shit how many workouts you did like it's this weird obsession that we have with closing rings and i think people are like sharing their rings with their friends it it literally does not matter and the second you can let go of that watch you can start to feel more free and do things that actually interest you and that you enjoy like this writer said instead of focusing on these data points that a are half the time not even correct but b do not matter like your worth is not measured by closing rings. Right. What do you, what do you make of the like 10 K obsession? Because like, I'm, I'm personally, I'm trying to be more active and I sort of see 10 K not that I get to 10 K most days, but that is the unofficial goal. Like 10 K steps is just like mm-hmm. where you want to be. So I'm like really happy if I have a day where I get to 10 K, but like, I'm not like trying to get to 10 K. So like I if I happen to get there with 
what I'm doing. I think it's great that like we're trying to get more movement in. But I also think that when you associate numbers with a lot of the, I guess if you want to call it health and wellness space as a whole, the more you associate numbers and tie numbers to things, the more obsessive you can become. And then I think the more negative the experience is. And so if we all went out there with the mentality, like, yes, hitting 10K steps inherently means you're walking more. So that's great. You're moving more. But the obsession with the number is then what can take away from the actual experience. And in my opinion, cause more harm than good. So if we all woke up and we were like, be a little bit more active, maybe choose to walk somewhere instead of take the subway if it's a certain measurement of time or distance. Or, you know, okay, maybe I choose to go for a walk with a friend instead of sitting at a coffee shop. Let's get our coffee and move around a little bit. That's one thing. But I think when we wake up and we're like, I have to hit 10K steps, it also causes this like intense reaction when you don't. And then there's the guilt and there's the like obsession that I don't think is healthy. I think it's almost doing the opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I completely, completely agree with that. Like I used to be that obsessive person. Um, I've been that obsessive person many times in my past. And like, I am much happier when I'm not that obsessive person. I mean, this actually leads kind of into my non-scale win as like in a convenient way, because I also was having trouble articulating this because I don't have like a number or like a metric to quantify this. But I basically said when I came back from my honeymoon that I wanted to maintain being like more active, meaning like walking more, leaving the house more frequently. And I wanted to be more like social. I wanted to like keep plans. I wanted to try to see more people and like actually like just get out there more. Like I felt like I had been become such like in a hermit like a hermit from the pandemic. And like before the pandemic, I had like really bad social anxiety and like I had kind of conquered that. So I wanted to like get out there more. And my win is that I have been like actually actively maintaining it. Now I've been home. Amazing. For, like, thank you. I have been home for like a little less than a month and I've been like consistently like making plans. I have plans every night this week, except tonight. Oh my God. Except tonight they got canceled because I was supposed to play tennis, couldn't get a tennis court, whatever. But yeah, like, and I'm just proud of myself that I've been like walking more, seeing people more and that it hasn't been like my intuitive eating has not taken like a hit because of it um, while sort of like easing back into like doing more stuff. So that's great. I'm very proud thank of you. you. I don't have a metric really, but I, I know myself one. and, <laughs> and yeah, I have improved. <laughs> I think it's hard post COVID, like not post COVID because we're still in COVID, but just in this time right now, because we've all gotten a little bit more comfortable being in our space and not doing much, especially now that like, well, I know you're kind of back in the office a bit, but working from home, it's really easy to not live, leave the house. Like it's really easy to just not leave, especially in New York city when everything could just be delivered to you. So I'm feeling the same way where I'm really trying to like get out a little bit more, make it active decision to leave the apartment, maybe even like get dressed, small things like that. Like it does make a difference because yes, some days it feels really nice to just be cozy and stay home. But other days I'm like, I need to see someone other than my husband and my child. Yeah. Getting dressed is huge. It Once I did, I mean, I've only been to the office twice and we're, we're basically having it be like optional if you want to go in. Yeah. Um, Cause it's hard with whatever 
wherever we are in now, like we're obviously not in the thick of COVID and, you know, people are still are now doing things more, but like, I realized like how we used to have these full days where it's like, you'd go to a workout in the morning, you go to work and then you'd go to like a happy hour and then you would would do that like many days of the week. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like a full eight hour day is, is like, a miracle. And um, the fact that you think I would go to a workout before that is like crazy. I was talking about this with my sister, like my past life, like pre COVID I'm talking about, like when I was in the corporate world, like, yeah, the things I used to do below my mind, yeah. like my life could not be more different now. Yeah. Now it's like everyone's sort of more people were like out based and they, then they went home to like sleep. Now everyone's home based and so going out becomes like, oh boy, like I've been out a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I was literally walking last night and like the West Village was a popping on Saturday. We were walking to a 5 p.m. dinner because that's who we are now with our child. Oh, and <laughs> I don't even have I a kid. Like, I'm still 5 p.m. I mean, it's like so up my alley. And I'm like, holy have time to digest. All these people, like the world, like, I mean, we can... COVID aside, it's like a whole different discussion, but I'm like, people are out and about and you forget when you're like inside your apartment, what's happening in the outside world. And then you step outside and it's like, what is this? It's like a whole new place. It's like back in, you know, the area of the little mermaid song. Like I literally feel like it's this whole new world. It it does feel like that. Like, and I'm like, who are they? They're so young. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it, try then adding a stroller to the mix. I'm like, oh my God, these people, what am I, what has happened? Right. That, I mean, that must be just like kind of a mind fuck, but yeah. I mean, if it's a mind fuck for me to walk outside, I can't even like, yeah, <laughs> it's a total mind fuck. Okay. Cam, what is your non-scale win? Okay. My non-scale win, Sammy wants me to also tell you all that I currently have lame attached to my boob. If you guys hear some, he's lately been like a little fussy when he's eating and you see, I told you like tries to smack everything. So he's probably gonna try and hit this microphone. He's, ha- he's happy right now. Just wait until he starts to try farting. Maybe you'll hear him live shit because those things are <laughs> loud. Okay. My non-scale win, honestly, I'm trying to decide which way I want to go because there are two, but it kind of relates. I'm going to go with one because it's re- very relative to both the, both the listener submission and yours. I've been feeling really stagnant and like uncertain about what type of exercises I want to do and just like confused because I feel like I'm not in the place right now to be going to classes and I have only a limited amount of time and I want to feel a very certain way and my body just feels different. So like the things I loved before I was pregnant, I don't really enjoy at this time anymore. And I have found this workout class online that I am absolutely loving. And it feels very fun and intuitive and calming and like almost kind of meditative. It's not harsh on my body. And I am just really, really diving into it and like leaning into it and loving the experience. And again, there's no measurement involved. There's no nothing. It just feels so freeing. And for me to find something that gets me excited again to move, has been really, really important for my mental health. That's amazing. Do you want to share what it is in case? Yeah. Um, So her name is Cara Duvall. She's a Pilates instructor based in Boston. I 
follow a few people who like posted about her over the past year. And I always was really, for some reason, drawn to her Instagram, like just her personality. I can't explain it. I've like never really conversed with her. So if she ever hears this, she's like, this girl's a stalker. Um, (laughs) I just really enjoyed her platform and her personality. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this. And so I signed up. I'm a monthly subscriber. I pay like this is not sponsored in the slightest. And I don't know. It just is really doing it for me right now. It's like the exact vibe I want. And so I'm really happy that like I found something for me in this time that I'm enjoying. And it's a big non-scale win. That's amazing. That is like the key to everything is like finding that thing that like just gets you to a great place mentally or like to a better, slightly better place mentally in some cases. With exercise, it all has to be like what you enjoy. Like I might love this and someone else might try it and hate it. I'm like, that's fine. I'm not like a soul cycle person, but for some people that is the equivalent of their church. It's a religious experience. Like you really have to figure out what works for you and lean into that instead of following what you're being told you should enjoy. I mean, technically you're supposed to kind of like change your exercises, like along with your cycle and stuff. I mean, I don't know how that works or follow it, but like you're really supposed to be doing all different types of movement based on how you're feeling. I've heard of that. It's basically like you're supposed to do the most intensive exercises, like body intensive, like hit and that sort of thing. I think like closer to like ovulation and the like less intense. I mean, I might be completely wrong about like the specifics, but I know that it's less intensive stuff around your period. Yeah. Like yoga and Pilates and like I had like things Alyssa, that are easier. Alyssa or Alisa Vidi on my show and she was telling me about this. Um, but I obviously don't remember because it was a while ago. But I know it's a real thing. <laughs> you could you could go you could literally Google this right. and find a chart easily. Like I think it's like not that obscure of knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, it is like a specific, you know way of going about things, but it's an interesting point. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Should we do a Dear DST email? Of course. Okay, perfect. I will read us the email. Dear DST, I work in the fashion industry and have recently started a new job at a big fashion e-commerce company. Dealing with diet culture in the fashion industry has always been a struggle for me and has recently hit a new record. The majority of the company is Jewish, located in Israel, so the company arranged a health-focused happy hour to celebrate the Jewish holidays. As opposed to other happy hours where they serve pastries and snacks, this time there was only fruit served, along with a talk led by an executive about staying healthy during the holidays. He was talking about eating low-calorie food and how we should watch our weight during the holidays. Other people jumped in saying that we all need to work out more than usual, stay away from wine as it contains many calories, and basically just be careful not to gain weight during the holidays. People were making suggestions that you should eat rice cakes for breakfast and other things that were really so toxic and inappropriate. It wasn't a serious talk and most people were smiling and laughing, but I felt so awful listening to this and realizing no one else sees how problematic this is. After working in the industry for years, I have dealt with coworkers criticizing my eating habits or commenting on the portions I eat. I thought that I saw and heard everything, but this one has really affected me. I just moved back home after a few years abroad and expected to spend time with my family during the holidays. It really pains me to have that kind of conversation when I'm trying to enjoy this precious time with people I love without worrying about gaining weight. I've been dealing with body issues the past year more than ever, and I'm working on eating intuitively and trying not to force diets or exercise upon myself. Also, I'm really doubting my career choices. I feel like fashion companies are never going to be a safe space for me while I'm trying to recover from many years of disordered eating. Do you guys have any advice on how I should deal with these type of situations? Thanks, fashion victim Betch. I feel like this is pretty up your alley having made a career change in your life and also, you know, just being aware of, you know, how this is this was probably a very challenging conversation for her. I think, well, so A, I want to say that I'm not Jewish. So regarding the holidays, I, I'm just going to kind of, they said like, I'm going to, I'm going to speak as if it's Christmas. Yeah. Because I know that there are like traditions, sorry, 
I know that there are traditions within Jewish holidays that I'm not experienced or knowledgeable of. So I don't want to like fuck anything up. I would say that first and foremost, you should acknowledge and be proud of yourself that you're in a place that you realize how toxic this is and that there is a problem there. Because I think for many of us in the years prior to doing the personal work, we would have maybe experienced this and been like, yeah, they're right. Like I, I shouldn't, I'm gonna I do shouldn't too. be drinking. Exactly. And you would just be like, of course, this is the right thing to do. And I'm going to follow their lead. Um, So I think that that's really incredible that you're in a place that you realize that that's a problem. I also think, unfortunately, there are many industries that have to catch up and they have not yet. And unfortunately, that does take time. But I think that you being in that industry can be a part of the change. And so maybe like it's not your place to be if you're not like leading this discussion, you know, you're not in charge of this presentation. And I'm like, it's a higher up in a company. Maybe it's not your place to stand up at that presentation and be like, this is actually toxic, but maybe it is your place when you're having conversations with people later on, but maybe it is your place when you're having conversations with people after the fact, if they're like, you know, Oh, I want to start doing this. Like I want to, then maybe you say to the people in those conversations and like you start the change of like, you know what? I don't think that's really like a healthy way for us to go about it. Or like, did you feel like that was kind of rooted in diet culture? Did you feel like that was a bit toxic? And then I also think when you're with your family, focusing on the holidays, like letting this conversation go and not really trying to forget about what they're saying and focusing on like what makes you happy. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. I feel like this is not a great conversation, but I do want to add that like it is possible that if you do bring this up to people that they will get incredibly defensive about it because in my experience, anytime I've like tried to like broach that conversation with people who are not let's say open to that having that conversation about diet culture it can be really challenging to like sort of feel their reactions so if you don't feel like you're in a place where you want to do that like that you know is understandable as well and then in terms of like the job changing maybe like maybe it's not only the diet culture stuff that is bothering you like maybe you you know I think to believe that you could be like a com- like completely the same person you are before you sort of like undergo this change and healing from diet culture, you're not going to be the same person just minus these diet culture issues. You're going to be like kind of overall more – you're going to see things differently. You're going to have different priorities. You're going to have your eyes different have been ways opened. you spend your time. So I'm not saying – yes, exactly. Like – you might it might have even like sort of opened your eyes to other adjacent conversations that maybe wouldn't make you appreciate the fashion industry as much as you previously did. And I'm not saying like jump ship from your job right away, but maybe start to like explore if that is something you really actually want to do. And then maybe also looking into like what might be an industry or a job that is more suited to like the new values that you have. Um, And then also, like Cam said, like enjoying the holidays, being with your family, this time is precious. And like it, I mean, I can't even like begin to say how much more you get out of like human, like how much more human interaction you get and like much more connection you get when you're not like 
freaking out about. It's so freeing and you actually are enjoying the important part of these experiences. You're actually in the second that you kind of like let go of that mentality around these experiences when it comes to the holidays or like spending time with others, you're actually able to enjoy the important part of this, which is connection and family and celebration. And you're not obsessively concerned with the things that honestly don't matter, which are calories and sugar and weight. Like that's not the important aspect of these times of your life. And like, if you look back on past holidays and you think about maybe times that you were obsessed with those things, those holidays bring up different memories and they're not nearly as enjoyable. And I think with what you said about the industry, it's like, once your blinders have been taken off about anything, that's, I feel this way, even about diet culture, like once my blinders have been taken off and I start to see the world, you have different eyes and you have a different vision and you start to observe things differently. I even feel this way when I look at certain content creators who I maybe loved at one point and now I'm like, wait a second, like they're deeply rooted in diet culture or like that's really fucking toxic. And, you know, even me being from some, I was one of those people. And so I think maybe there's a chance the industry isn't something that you want to continue your work in. And that's also fine. But I think assessing like what's important to you, what do you enjoy about your job? What do you want out of your job? Because I also, I do think that our generation has kind of been sold this lie that like you have to love everything about your job and like money doesn't matter and like follow your dreams. And I think that's a little false reality. And it's also like very inherently privileged. But I do think that you have the ability to make a decision of like, I don't want to be in this environment anymore. And I switched careers because I I too felt like the environment I was in, it wasn't serving me. It was really heightening characteristics about myself that I don't personally love. And I had to step away from that. And it brought a lot of life changes. But I do think that you have to take that into account of like, what do I want to surround myself by every single day? Because inherently, it's going to impact you. Right. And like, just... From my own experience, it is so much harder to accept your body when you are in when you are surrounded by people who do not accept theirs. Like even if they are super thin and like, you know, they have what, you know, society tells them they should have, like that is gonna be a really hard environment to be in all the time. And you have to be really super strong to like be able to manage that. So we hope this has been helpful, fashion victim betch. And um, yeah, obviously feel free to reach out via DM if you have any further thoughts or questions on that. But Cam, thank you so much for joining me as my co-host for these episodes. I love talking to you as always. And this has just been like so helpful. You've been so open and eye-opening. And I really appreciate that you that you joined me. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for also being so supportive of my experience and my journey and everything, parenting and motherhood. And thank you listeners for having me. And Liam, this is your first podcast that you've done. So welcome, bud. And thank you to whoever's editing this episode, dealing with my child grunting through this breastfeeding session. I really appreciate you. Liam was super, super, he was a great contributor to this episode. So everyone go follow Cam. She's at Freckled Foodie on Instagram, or you could go listen to so many amazing podcast episodes in the Freckled Foodie and Friends feed on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you have any non-scale wins of your own or dear DSTs, 
send them in to dst at betches.com. You can follow me, DM me, whatever you want, at Sammy on Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe, of course. Good reviews, please. (laughs) And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.